Just a quick word from our affiliates before we jump into the episode. SafePoint Loan Working App is a really simple way for you to manage loan working. Utilising what three words to get you pinpoint accuracy on the location of your people when you really need it. Get yourself a discount using the link and code in the description of this episode. Let's jump into today's podcast. This show is brought to you by Safety FM. What's up, peeps? It's reflection time. We're reflecting on our conversation with Todd Conklin. This is a podcast exclusive episode. Let's jump into the intro. The problem in safety isn't deviation, it's complexity. Health and safety has gone mad. Health and safety is trying to unpick having gone mad in the past. There's no one solution and one problem. The problem is that we are looking for one solution. Does the structure of the team allow them to flourish? Feel safe enough to be uncomfortable. The environment defines our behaviours. People aren't the problem, they're the solution. Rebranding safety, crushing a stereotype. Brought to you by RiskFluent. What's up, people? Welcome back to Rebranded Safety. Rebranded Safety does exactly what it says on the tin. We're here to change your perception of health and safety. We do that on YouTube and we do that on this podcast. So, we are one week into our new content structure and we are two weeks into our partnership with Safety FM. How are you finding it? Are you liking it? Not really much change for you, is there? No? It's pretty good for me. We have found out the real audience size of this podcast which has blown my mind. So let me put some backstory to this. For a while, we had had this back and forth with our previous provider um, that we didn't think the analytics were correct. We thought that they were wrong. They were telling us that we were struggling to break 200 listeners on this podcast. And I was like, that don't match up. We've got like over 600 YouTube subscribers. I've got thousands of followers on my LinkedIn. The, the, the rebranded safety LinkedIn page alone has like 400 followers, um, same for Facebook, um, not as much for Facebook I don't think, um, but either way everything was pointing in the direction that we were growing but the podcast data wasn't, so I was like what's going on, we moved over to <laughs> Safety FM and we finally got some honest and true analytics and I'm pleased to say this podcast is audience size of nearly 700 people. So we're teetering between, over the last couple of weeks, 680-something to 700 people. That's unbelievable. So thank you very much, absolutely every single one of you. Because I just can't believe there's that many people listening to this podcast. So thank you very much for listening, and I just appreciate you so much. So, the new content structure. What is the new content structure? The new content structure, I've just said content structure like four times. The new content structure, that's six times is we will have in a month we will have an interview then we will have a reflection interview which is me just talking about that interview then we will have a james episode which is just me again talking about anything whether it's something i read in a newspaper heard on the news anything conversations i've had linkedin conversations i've had could be absolutely anything 
I'm open to ideas as well. If you think, oh, I'd love to hear what James thinks about this, drop me a message on any of our social medias. Uh, safety Rebranded, Twitter, Rebranded Safety on Facebook. You can find Rebranded Safety on LinkedIn. Come find me on LinkedIn, James McPherson. Drop me a message. Be like, yo, did you see this on the news? I'd love to hear your thoughts. And it will go in the podcast. And then we have the last episode of the month. And this is currently just another boring episode of just me, but I want to mix it up. Um, I want you to have your say in what our content looks like in the future. So you can go over to our LinkedIn page right now. That's Rebranded Safety on LinkedIn. And you can have your say. You can vote for what that episode looks like. So you are literally deciding. You are literally deciding what people will listen to, what 700 people will listen to every month. The control, the power, it's just unbelievable. So you can go and have your say right now. So make sure you go and do that. Go over to our LinkedIn page, Rebrand Safety, have a vote. You can vote for a diversity panel, which is a panel of diverse people talking about something. Same as the Just Thing, the Just James episode, we'll talk about something, but there'll be a diverse mind. So a cognitive diversity panel, if you will. The other option is finding a co-host for one for one for that episode um so finding someone else that may be a bit different to me finding someone else who's interesting if we get voted for the uh the final co-host then i think i might find a few and then put it to vote for the members for you the listeners so what you think and then we have a monthly live show is is another option and then we have keep just James. Let me let me kind of communicate to you where we are with this vote. Um, and trust me, I'm not offended. Regular diversity panel, 33% of the votes. Keep just James, 0% of the votes. <laughs> Ouch. Thank you very much, people. 50% of the votes. Find a co-host for that one show. 70% of the votes. A monthly live show. So go and have your say right now on what the future of Rebound and Safety looks like. Okay, so because we are into a mini-series, our Safety 1, Safety 2 mini-series, that changes the content ever so slightly. We will go to, for now, until we get that co-host in which we might not have this set up for mini-series. But for now, we thought the mini-series will go interview, reflection, interview, reflection, interview, reflection. So for the next few months, that's what you're going to have. Our mini-series of Safety 1 and Safety 2, and it'll be interview, reflection, interview, reflection. So, without further ado... Let me just tell you who uh, who the, the uh, episode is brought to you by. It's the same people. It's Safety FM, obviously, because we've partnered with them. But we are sponsored by DRM and SafePoint. DRM have an awesome online course. You can go check that out. All the links in the description below. And SafePoint have an awesome, <coughs> excuse me, have an awesome loan working software that you can check out as well. So keep your ears out for those adverts at the end and you can also go and get yourself some merch at www.rebrandersafety get yourself some safe ass merch so let's get into my reflection on my conversation with the one the only todd conklin How did you find our conversation with Todd? I quite enjoyed it. I, I don't. I had a few messages, if I'm honest. I had a few messages uh, after Todd put it out on his podcast. So he put it out on his a hell of a long time ago, and uh, I had a couple of messages. One one particularly sits in my mind. 
so Todd was mean to you was like the first line. Um, I could kind of understand where people got that from. I think when my, my wife overheard me when I was editing it and she was like, God, is this guy ever going to let you talk? I, I didn't feel like that, if I'm honest. I felt like, yeah, he, he kind of correct me, corrected me a few times. He We had a difference of opinion on a couple of things. He kind of like schooled me a couple of times, which is fair enough. And I kind of liked the little egotistical kind of masculine to and fro we had i quite enjoyed it it was uh i don't know kind of like being on a on an academic building site so to speak uh so yeah i uh, <laughs> quite enjoyed it and i thought those messages were really funny but thank you for caring about me people that means a lot it means a lot that you thought that todd was bullying me and you you felt like you needed to console me i, I appreciate that so i have so many notes um I, I enjoyed that conversation and I enjoyed putting uh, out pretty much the full conversation I had with Tom, Todd because I thought it was nice to just kind of hear Todd talk about something other than capacity and safety and risk and fatalities and stickies and all that stuff. It was nice for, to hear him talk about podcasting and other bits and bobs. Um, so I hope you enjoyed that as well. You got to see a bit more of the human side of Todd as opposed to the the kind of the the academic side of him. So, you know, if you did like it, let me know. If you didn't and you're like, look, just cut it down to um, to him talking about safety, then okay. Maybe you should just go over to his podcast because that's what he does. He just kind of cuts out the bits that, that deliver value to what he believes his audience is and, and did them out. But I, I think for me, my I wanted to show that human side of him. I wanted you to see um, there's more to Todd than just all that safety stuff. So I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I will know. I think it. I think it's in the episode if I remember rightly. But you know, he he didn't want us to use that stuff. He told us to get rid of it because you lot don't want to hear that stuff. So please, you know, share it and tell Todd that I was right and I know you better than I know than he knows you because. I'll be a pretty crap podcaster if I don't know my own audience. Um, so so yeah, I mean, he 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 did a classic Todd. I think he turned it around and interviewed me quite a bit as well, um, which I really liked. I liked that um, you know it was more like a conversation. He asked me a couple of questions, which was really really nice to kind of have that relaxed conversation. You could tell he was a podcaster. Um, he was very relaxed and you know like I say he kind of turned it around and asked me a few questions sometimes when people uh, come on to be interviewed so to speak not that I really like that term um, they are just sit there wait for the questions whereas you know when I've spoken to so like uh, Sam Goodman you know he was a great example of that we, we just kind of waffled and chatted and chewed the fat for about two hours <laughs> so Todd was very similar and uh, you know we I must have said okay let's end it there about 20 times and we just kept coming up with another subject and talking for another 20 minutes so he gave me a lot of his time which I was really really appreciative of, of. so let's have a look at my 
my notes explain good and bad safety i've got on here so todd cut me off here and probably didn't really give me a chance to explain what i was trying to say so he asked me uh we, we got into the discussion around like safety one and safety two um and i and i kind of said that and i think i've said it on the podcast before but i said that i kind of look at this like good sab good safety and bad safety now what i didn't mean that one is better than the other what i actually meant or what i tried what i would have said <laughs> if i had the chance was that i don't think it's a problem with the fundamentals for me i think the problem that we talk about that todd talks about in his his kind of content that, that sydney talks about in his content um is bad implementation of a lot of this stuff bloody dog sorry that was my dinner and uh, now we are here a day later re-recording it uh yes i got a takeaway yes i'm naughty yes uh, I've got a uh, newborn baby and I'm bloody knackered and can't be asked to cook. It was such a good pizza though. Anyway, back into this conversation. Where was I? So yeah, good bad, good safety and bad safety. For me, it, like I was saying, it's the, it's the implementation of this stuff. So I think that he, he, here's my stance on it, right? A lot of the time when I'm hearing a lot of this stuff, when we're talking about hop, new view, safety two, safety differently, I always have this saying, right? This safety is originally intended. Now, don't get me wrong. I think we've added some some optional upgrades or some needed upgrades, so to speak. The stuff that Sydney's brought along, the stuff that Todd's brought along and Eric have brought along are you know upgrades that we needed 100 i don't deny any of that but a lot of the fundamentals here i genuinely 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 believe is is exactly what was originally intended in health and safety at work act it's exactly what originally intended in a lot of the hse guidance and don't get me wrong i think the hse could dramatically improve i think a lot of work that we've done in the past is, is would be so much better if we had this mindset of, uh, of safety too, this mindset of new view. But I can wholeheartedly understand when a lot of people who have a so-called safety one or so-called traditional space get really frustrated and defensive because what we're talking about here is safety as originally intended. Now, <laughs> this is like an unbelievably sensitive space when we're talking about safety one and safety two people are unbelievably guarded and people are unbelievably defensive and at times aggressive and that's both sides people and that's the point of this mini series it's to try and quell that to try and uh I, i'm here to communicate my learnings through this process so i get a bit frustrated sometimes when i i was on a webinar a few weeks back and this guy was uh, he he basically had plan do check act which is like hsg 65 right which is basic safety stuff this is like been going around for years and he changed it to like plan do check and then it was something else like he basically changed the word i know he might change the word check and something else that was exactly the same it was saying exactly the same thing and i was like what and I've seen presentations where people are communicating like the hierarchy of risk, but they've changed it, call it hierarchy of resilience. And it's exactly the same. So a lot of the time, I think we get hung up on the words of this stuff, as me and Todd did when we were talking about efficiency. This is exactly the same debate. But before I get into that, to close out my point on good safety and bad safety, for me, when we talk about safety one, we are not talking about the good um, implementation of safety because 
safety as originally intended is good now there are some parts of traditional safety there are some parts of behavior based safety that i think needed an upgrade 100% i think that a lot of the stuff makes sense but to be honest i wasn't around when we were we were heavily into this behavior based safety stuff i've not been in a space where we were implementing behavior based safety so i genuinely have to take people's word for it so, and and as you'll hear from this episode, this not this episode, it's this mini-series, we talked to Dom Cooper, who is massively into that behavioural-based safety space. And a lot of the stuff he says, a lot of the stuff he says, I really, really agree with. But I'll tell you more about that in the Reflection episode with Dom Cooper. So you have to listen to the rest of the mini-series and catch up with that one. So let's move on then. So the piece about efficiency. Todd asked me, how do I define safety? And I said, I define safety in a way like... Uh, safety is efficiency and I 100% agree with where Todd's coming from on this one because he absolutely schooled me a few times a kind of well rehearsed way of shutting down efficiency and Eric Konagel's book as we refer to in this which I'll link in the description below had you know is called you know the the thoroughness and efficiency trade-off where we trade off thoroughness which safety would sit in the thoroughness uh, sector and and uh, kind of quality or efficiency sorry would sit or speed you know would sit in that efficiency um sector so safety therefore is in direct conflict of efficiency but i think that if safety is in direct conflict of efficiency and all businesses are striving for efficiency then safety is doing something wrong i think that we need to we need to fit into the world of business we don't want them to mold to us i think that's what we did we tried to do and we failed so when i talk about efficiency i'm talking about safety by design in the language that businesses are talking in businesses want to be efficient so for me efficiency is is a fluid thing there are times where we can be efficient and there are times where we can't so um i'll I'll, I'll use working at height here because i think this is a good example and i'm going to use working at height again later when we talk about capacity but for me if you think about working at height being efficient in working at height would not be drilling in an anchor point tying yourself to the anchor point putting a harness on going up just to i don't know hang up christmas lights for example hang up one single christmas light you'll be up there like two minutes so you go up bang a nail in boom christmas light done that's not efficient right so you're balancing the amount of time you're up there versus the risk so this is that likelihood conversation which we'll come on to in a minute right but but let's say we go to working on the roof let's say we're installing a a big santa uh, on on the roof right the whole situation has has uh, has changed so now we we would probably go much more stricter on the safety side of things right so it becomes less efficient right so so that kind of argument i get it that, that if you when you're talking about efficient it's like getting it out the window as quick as possible then that's that makes sense that safety conflicts with efficiency but maybe our description or our perception of efficiency is wrong then because for me if you if you take efficiency from a holistic business point of view it is inefficient for us to harm people it is inefficient for us to kill people it's inefficient for us to have incidents accidents events whatever you want to call it on the job and the job of a safety professional is to balance by being reasonable and practicable is to balance safety versus the risk 
that's it so for me it's efficient good safety is efficient which brings back to my original point good safety and bad safety how do you define those two how do you measure those two it's, it's pretty much impossible until it's too late that's the long and short of this stuff i think i'm happy for people to agree with me uh, to disagree with me because that's how we learn it's good for us to disagree with each other but for me i think it's our job to find that line to balance to, for, for safety to slot into efficiency and there are times when the risk is too high that we are not efficient and we we must do those controls uh, uh, to slow the job down uh, to be safer that's just my thoughts so what else have i got on my notes let's have a look right, let's stick to this example let's let's talk, let's talk about capacity so so todd talks about i asked todd what how do we how do we measure capacity i think we talk about capacity all the time you know you must build capacity but i'm like okay stop telling me what i must do and tell me how i how i do it how do we actually measure capacity how do i know i've got capacity and todd gave me an example of how many how many eggs you got in your fridge i just had shopping delivered so we had quite a lot of eggs so it's like you've got a lot of capacity so i i get what he's saying but i'm trying to struggle to bring that back into the workplace but here's an example of what i maybe think that a capacity would be sticking with working at height i went on a webinar that was actually delivered by todd and i asked him a similar question when he made a comment around risk assessments he said when we're talking about risk assessments, once a risk gets to something significant, we should stop talking about likelihood and start talking about capacity. So I questioned it. There was a bit to and fro in, in the comments box. And we ended up getting to a point where once it goes past or beyond a certain point of severity, we, we should stop talking about the likelihood of that app happening and actually start talking about if this happens, how bad will it be? So let's stick with working at height a lot of the time we don't have a lot of uh, capacity when we're on a ladder if i fall off on a ladder what's going to stop me from falling nothing what's going to stop me from hurting myself nothing i'm still going to fall so what's our capacity to fail there well sheer damn luck i have a fall good and luckily i don't really hurt myself or i fall bad and really hurt myself there's no capacity there for us to fail just damn luck so for me it's like having capacity working at height is gonna be either you know you could even say what what's going to make us fail if we've got capacity in the ladder so do we foot the ladder do we fix the ladder um yes we fix the ladder so we've got a bit of capacity in the ladder wobbling side to side or the ladder moving but i could still fall off we've got any capacity in me falling no you're going to install an anchor point and fix me to the building yes now we have capacity for the fall it's like kind of building up all those layers of capacity which is exactly the same as the layers of safety which I think is the fundamental problem in this safety one, safety two argument debate is what we're talking about the same bloody thing, but we're just using different words. And I think that is what we need to focus on here. Anyway, that's just my thoughts. This is what this reflection episode for. I quite enjoy it. It, it helps me learn. Um, but they're my thoughts. Let me just check my notes and I'll probably bring this to an end unless I can find much more so got, i've got a quote here that he said blaming the work provides a moral separation for leaders i thought that was really interesting um todd todd's quite uh kind of um well known for saying you know when when we blame we don't learn i thought that was i think i love that quote if i'm honest you know if you think about how we talk all the time you know it, it's all about blame you know not so long ago Bo, bojo in england has been 
um, absolutely ridiculed, ridiculed in the media for making a mistake when talking about the coronavirus stuff. But like, he he made a mistake. So are we not allowing him any room to fail? Do we expect him to be perfect? Do you hold yourself to those standards? And by blaming him for making a mistake, by blaming the government for not looking after you in coronavirus, you stop yourself from learning about how you can protect yourself from coronavirus in theory. But let's bring this back to the workplace. If you're focused on finding who caused the problem, then you're going to stop straight away when you get to the injured person. Who hurt themselves? Me. Why did you hurt yourself? I fell off the ladder. Okay, cool. That's it. Your fault. You're never going to find out what made them fall off the ladder. You're never going to find out the context of that situation. So, you know, when you blame, you don't learn. I like that quote. Do, 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 do. Let's see what else we got. It's because of efficiency. Yeah, he shut me down on efficiency a few times. The, the conversation of oversimplification comes up quite a lot. Um, we, we talked about it like root causes and oversimplification. You know, we're always looking for one cause. Again, I think this just comes back to my good safety and bad safety. If you're just looking for one cause when you're doing an incident investigation or an event investigation or event, a learning team, whatever you want to call it, then you're just a bad safety professional. Like, if you're just looking for one cause and then going, oh, cool, yeah, nailed it, off we go, I'm so good, pat yourself on the back and go to your little go to your little committee meeting and have your echo chamber and tell each other how amazing you are, then you're just not very good at your job, unfortunately. Um, so anyway, then my thoughts on that, let me know what you think. Any other notes? Let's have a look. Good example of capacity, yep, got that. I said I had 290 subscribers. I've got this. I've literally put this in my notes. How sad is this? Uh, 290 subscribers at the time we recorded this. I'd like to. Uh, well, actually, I put in my notes 290 now 500 celebrate. But actually, it's now over 600. <laughs> Go me. Go you. Actually, this is this is all you. Directors of risk is my last note. So directors of risk interest in move towards resilience. Uh, this interesting. Personally, I think this is a good move. I'd like to see us talk to, uh, you know, if, if I was ever asked how to design a, a big corporate business and where do we put safety, I would say I, I think we should have a director of risk on the board. Um, and what you put under that director of risk remit is, is a whole other conversation. But it's interesting. I'm having conversations with a director of risk right now for a very, very big company. And uh, hopefully that person will be on the podcast in the coming months after the mini series and after a few other bits we've got going. So we'll have a much more in-depth conversation about health and safety being looked at from a much broader business risk-based holistic view um, but I, I think it's a good move I'd like to see more of that um, maybe like a director of risk that has a health and safety manager reporting into them um, you know and then has a well-being manager reporting into them or something like that so that we can have specialisms um, and, and that health and safety person get really focused on the, the health and safety and the well-being person get really focused on well-being and because they're under that risk bracket they can work collaboratively to build a culture within the business and maybe HR should sit under that director of risk as well um, it, he think it's um, it'd be nice to see. I'm not really sure, but anyway, we'll have that conversation with the director of risk that's going to come on the podcast. This was the first reflection episode, so tell me what do you think? Come and tell me at Safety Rebranded on Twitter, James McPherson, and Rebranded Safety on LinkedIn or Rebranded Safety on Facebook. Come and find me. Come and tell me what you thought about reflection episode. For me personally. 
I've really enjoyed this. It's been really good because sometimes I ended up slipping into editing the podcast and I was just kind of listening to it in the background um, and, and not really not really paying attention to my own podcast or trying to do too much but because I'm doing this reflection episodes and because on a YouTube channel we're starting to utilize the clips from those podcasts a lot more to give people more value um, it, it made me really conscious in in the editing process so whilst I'm conscious in the conversation it makes me I'm allowed to go back through it now or I'm enabled to go back through it and take notes and, and learn more. So for me personally, I think this is a really good episode. But you might not like listening to me. You know, it's up to you. Let me know what you think. Don't forget to go and vote for the future of Rebound and Safety on LinkedIn. You can vote what it looks like, what that last episode of our new content structure looks like. This is just a prime opportunity for you to shape the future of Rebound and Safety. Don't forget to get don't forgo. Don't forget to go check out DRM and SafePoint and go get yourself some merch people please because it's just awesome and it helps me pay the bills you know I've got a little girl now need to feed her she's not been fed because no one's bought any merch in ages poor girl's losing weight that's not true I have actually fed my daughter and as we've learned from this uh, podcast I've also ordered a pizza so times can't be that tight can they James anyway people I'll catch you later in the next episode where we're talking to Kelvin Gen. See you later. Safe. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the host and its guests and do not necessarily reflect the position of the companies. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are examples only based on limited and dated open source information and should not be utilised in real life as the only solution available. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the companies. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic or otherwise, without prior written permission from James McPherson. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you a shameless sponsorship clip. In all seriousness, guys, we partnered up with DRM Group. You know David McLean, he's been on the podcast time and time again. We absolutely support his message and he's got a brand new online course to help you. I'm gonna let him tell you all about it now. The brain can be trained to think and behave differently, to think in more positive and optimistic ways. And there are steps that you can take to train your brain to feel good for good. And we call this lasting positive change. Through our 16-day programme, which includes daily videos and action sheets, taking you no longer than 15 minutes to complete a day. You will learn how to move away from thoughts of anger, hopelessness and frustration to a place of mental well-being and positivity. Okay guys, so if you're interested, you can click the link below and get a discount, special rebranding safety discount, full disclosure, we get a little bit kickback from that. So at the same time as improving your mental health, you can support your favorite health and safety podcast YouTube channel. I'll let you get back into the content.